Hi, Josh. Hi, Casey. So, A Space Triple Bars have some news for you. <laughs> um, it's A Space Triple Bars on computers, but on 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 at least on my phone, it seems to just be A question mark, A Space question mark. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna start by explaining that joke to anyone who is past this long and no longer remembers it because there's a million jokes on the web about right right now and then immediately once this bug goes away no one's gonna understand what the heck is going on with all of these jokes because once that bug goes away everybody will immediately forget it ever happened um but yeah right now so... right now Apple renders I as a space triple bar. And it's... No, not not always. It's it's yeah. just that the and it's it's it doesn't usually do that. It's just you know, it the, the it's only in the text suggestions bar. Yes, but every once in a while in the messages, it will also render I. I think that that's only if the person used the autocorrect. Nope, I don't think so. Okay, that's interesting. And it's also done things for me where I hit the A space triple bar, it sends the I fine. Huh. Yeah, that, that, that's how it always happens on my phone. It never actually types the A space triple bar on my phone, at least I, it always just says I. Actually, though, it always says I when I do it in messages. But when I do it in, I think, Facebook Messenger, that one um, says says the a space triple bar so i think i think it depends on how the translation from being in the text suggestion bar to being the thing that was chosen is implemented and i think that apple either has a special way of implementing it or implemented it differently than facebook and why is it only i i don't know i think i think it's just a bug with I for some reason a rendering bug that has affected the word I and it's it's specifically the word I too yeah which makes me think that it's like um I bet you know what it is yeah it's that I is the only case sensitive word like every other word that you autocomplete it's going to autocomplete capital if it's the first word in the sentence and not capital if it's not right um, right. But if you autocomplete I, that's always going to be capitalized, and so I so that makes I an edge case, and so whatever bug they used didn't affect that edge case. That's my guess. But I'm sure there will be people. There will be a report as to what exactly caused this bug, so, or at least hope Apple so sometimes sent the information. So I do know a little bit about what's going on because I um. <clears throat> when it was happening on my computer, uh, I did some things like what I'd like copy and pasting it into a text document and then looking at the actual um, uh, like Unicode code values that are there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I can tell you, so I don't know why it's only I, but I do know what's actually happening. Okay, what's happening? What's happening is that the i it, the the uppercase i is actually there but for some reason the i is followed by a non-printing character uh which it, that if anyone cares the hex value for that is fe0f uh which i looked that up and uh the the official name of that is variation selector 16 which what it basically does is um in order to make more space for emoji, uh, Unicode 
has has started um essentially uh overwriting previous things that pre previous code points that used to just be text and making so them so that they are all they also correspond to an emoji and ordinarily they'll just default to being text but if you put this variation selector 16 after it then uh they will display as whatever the emoji is um <clears throat> now uh uh, capital I doesn't have an emoji version. There's there's no emoji that corresponds to that code point. Uh, so that's why it's only sometimes because when the, it, it it depends on the app because apps are supposed to ignore this variation selector 16 if it's if it's out, if it's in a place where it's me, doesn't where it's not meaningful. But sometimes they do it wrong and you get this this weird garbage ring. Uh, so I have a theory. I have well, a so, theory. So I do, I, I assume that it's happening now because uh, in iOS 11, uh, they added some new emoji. I have a theory as to why I might, I might create, I might have this problem and it yeah. might just be I. I think, and this, this is just coming straight out of my ass, but Apple would do this. Is someone at Apple decided that I, the letter, didn't look nice as a word. And so they have created an I emoji that is almost exactly like the letter, but slightly different. So it looks nicer. And then they implemented that in messages and didn't tell anybody. So all of a sudden, that's a thing that auto-completes in your complete thing and the, that's why the complete thing doesn't work right i don't think that they did that <laughs> i think i would have put it fast if i had to come up with a guess of why this is happening to i only is that it shouldn't be happening at all and it's it, it's no it's not really a software problem per se it's it's there there's some table that's so, so, like <clears throat> they like the the suggestions it it learn it does the learning algorithm thing, but the autocomplete there that's like a set thing. There's like a a table that that's built into the to the OS. Yeah, and that that that's that's pre created, and mm -hmm. my guess is that do some weird thing, maybe even like a merge error. This variation selector sixteen just happened to end up somewhere it wasn't supposed to be in this pre made table. And just by really, really, really bad luck, uh, the place it en it ended up where it wasn't supposed to be was uh, immediately after one of the most common autocorrect things, autocorrect mm -hmm. replacement. Yeah, that could be true. There's no underlying problem that there's not a systemic issue. It's just this one chance event. That's my guess. Yeah. I have nothing to back that up. I know yeah. that the variation sector six variation selector sixteen thing is. I know that that is why it's happening. But yeah, that's interesting. Um, the other thing that it could be is someone was lazy and was like. We're going to use the variation selector 16, and we're going to make sure it's on all of the emoji autocomplete. And how are we going to do that? Well, all of the one character things add variation selector 16 to, because I is the only one character autocomplete. That, is that, I, I suppose that is true. Because no, I, I just I just played around with my phone for like 30 seconds trying to come up with a scenario in which it would autocomplete A. If, but you, have anything, no... if you have like the word ah, at the beginning of a sentence. Yeah, but it's never. There's right, never. But that's a not case... hard coded though. That's not built yeah. into the table. 
there's never a case where it makes enough sense that it would suggest ah. Right. Because you don't usually say ah unless you have very specific scenarios. So but if I you could did, see it if also having a sentence to, uh, and people not noticing. But it would if if it, you were typing and you had lowercase a and then it was at the beginning of a sentence that would get auto corrected to uppercase a, wouldn't it? Mm, try it. No. Nope. It didn't. Huh. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe. Well, no, because it, it just automatically capitalizes. Right. Right. Okay. Instead. So yeah. So you're right. So that is the only one character autocomplete. That's possible too. Um. I still like my guess, but. Yeah. No, your guess makes sense too. Just. That's my other idea. Um, so enough talking, talking about Apple's bug that is the best way to date a podcast is a bug that's probably going to last at most three weeks, um, which has lasted longer than it should. I feel like Apple should have pushed an update to fix it already. Yeah, that maybe suggests that, that maybe it's, it's something, maybe it is a deeper issue. Because yeah. I would think if it was just like the, the weird tables issue that I was saying. Yeah, uh, if it's either of the tables issues, then it's not. Then that, that, that would be something that you could just fix immediately. Uh, and even if it was your thing, then you could just do a stopgap and say, like, keep the existing rules unless it's I. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I think that, I, I, I yeah, I don't know. I think that, um, yeah, they should definitely, I mean, they could definitely just push an I fix unless it's I fix bug, but I think they want to fix the bug yeah. um, permanently. Um, so here's the question. How did this not get caught in testing? Because it didn't start right away. That's the weirdest thing. Because it wasn't like you update to the new OS and all of a sudden you have this eye bug. Was there a point release recently? I don't know. Maybe. I guess I'm on auto update. But like, let's see. It definitely, if it, it was definitely like uh, a I actually. I actually, I checked this earlier today, just recently, Apple has, like, like in the last six hours, Apple pushed a release for this. A release to fix this? Uh, uh, yeah, a release to fix this, because I just looked in, in software update, and it says, uh, <clears throat> the uh, iOS 11.1.1 uh, bug fixes, uh, fixes an issue where Hey Siri stops working, fish, fish, fixes an issue with keyboard autocorrect. Yeah. Presumably that's the iBug. That's interesting. Um, so that that didn't take long. That only took like a, a few days, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It felt like longer, but yeah. So you could date this podcast to the few days when uh, when that bug existed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably one of our theories then, because they say it's an issue specifically with autocorrect. Yeah. Um, and if it was going to be a deeper issue, it would be an issue with a rendering engine somewhere. Or they just lying about where the issue was. I want to try something. I'm going to send a text to myself. Because I, I don't have the bug fix installed yet. Oh, you want to see if it fixes itself? Um, no, here's what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to text myself. Yeah. And I'm going to... Uh, because it, 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 all, it seems to always display it wrong on my computer. So I'm going to, going to try once doing the autocomplete I. And now I'm just going to do like... Actual not autocomplete eye. This is such a great uh, podcast. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's only <laughs> if you do the autocomplete eye. If you type a regular eye, then it works. Interesting. Um, yeah. One of us should update our phones um, 
and send the message from with the autocomplete eye to the updated phone and see if the error still exists. Maybe we shouldn't do this now. Maybe we've spent enough time worrying about this bug. Yes, gonna get yes I, I agree that we've spent enough time with this bug <laughs> it's already, now. It's already been fixed. Box. Yeah, okay. Um, I actually got a chance, and this was the big news, because I said I had big news for you at the beginning, but yeah. then we talked about bug for 30 minutes. Touch an iPhone X has not. What did you say? You got to touch it. I got a chance to touch an iPhone ten. Oh, cool! My roommate got one. Yeah, my roommate got um one like the Friday after release. Um, and he's been using it. Oh wow! Um, How is it? Yeah. So he says that face recognition has never fa- never call- caused any inconvenience and. Face recognition unlocks super fast. So the face ID is super effective. So maybe my initial doubts were unwarranted. He likes that you can stop face rec... If if you squint at it, it won't face recognize you. So if you're like, mess it. So so if you want someone not to be able to open your phone, you can like squint at it or whatever. All right. Um, And then he pointed out to me his favorite feature of the phone that like is something you don't think about that they didn't do on previous phones but yeah. it's something small that they didn't even announce i think is if your your phone before you face unlock it has the notification screen right yeah it just says like it just has like the notification like the if you tell it not to put any content in the messages yeah notification and then when you look at it and it face unlocks it throws the content into all the messages Okay, that's cool. That's smart. I like that. Yeah, it's it, something that I didn't even think of that they didn't like. They couldn't press release that. That's not no. a press release. Feature, <laughs> but it's great. That it's is like, so smart. Yeah, the, 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 the home screen is everything you want it to be, which is nice. I love that. Um, <clears throat> I was going to I I really say, what do you was... think of the OLED screen? But then I realized you're not really the person to ask that to. <laughs> yeah, no. Um... The, what do you think the of the edge to edge screen? I mean, I think I generally it looks mostly like a normal iPhone. I don't know if the edge to edge screen. I didn't get much. I don't. I'm not really close to my roommate, so I didn't get to mess around with it a lot. But I All just right. got like a short review and to play with a few features and stuff. Um, What's this thing that you keep trying to say and I keep cutting you off? I don't think there's anything. I think I'm just meandering um i did use the photo thing the like this the like portrait mode selfie thing right which is super cool um does it, does which, it like, work well so it does but it's weird because hmm. like i think it did a perfect cropping of my face but it looks weird to crop all of the image out from around the face um and yeah, just have not, that all be that's black. not right it should you, you need you need some you need some handles <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It it looked a little weird. Um, at first, at, first, at my first glance, I was like, "No, it didn't do a good job cropping." And then I'm like, "No, no, it did a perfect job cropping. It's just it looks weird to crop out a face and not put anything back yeah. except for blackness." Oh wait, no, it's just it just it's just perfectly black around. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. This floating face. <laughs> just the floating. Well, well, the neck, the neck goes off the screen. And it keeps right. The okay. Neck. But like the background is gone. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. <laughs> and they made it look good, obviously, in their press photos. But it looks a little weird. And obviously, it's a super useful feature. 
Um, like, if you want to do things with portrait and want to put whatever background you want behind you. I'm in like, space. <laughs> but there's no stars. But the static background is the void. <laughs> <laughs> And it's OLED, so it's truly so it's the true void. darkness. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yep. So I'm in a presentation room that just like I just went into. That's not supposed to have anything happening today right now. Yeah. But the projection screen just came out. Huh. Okay. Um. So you have the room reserved, right? No, no, I I changed dorms, um, so I'm in a room that's let, not reserved, but like also no one ever comes in, so hmm. I'm good. And there's no one with the room reserved, but the projection screen is now on, and I don't know what's happening, because usually the projection screens only turn on when you're in the room. <laughs> it's a ghost um, giving a presentation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my concern, is like, I don't no, I didn't even realize there was a way to mess with the projection screen from not inside the room. So we'll see. If I hang up, that's why. Alright. The projection Podcast. screen came and attacked you. <laughs> oh yeah, if I hang up and don't and, and, and don't 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 give you any word afterwards, you have to you have to uh I'll do, call I'll the do like a, Yeah, I will. Hope it's going away. <laughs> <laughs> It's dancing, just very slowly. That was odd. It is odd. I wonder why that happened. <clears throat> Maybe it's running some sort of point test? I doubt it. Yeah, I do too. No. Um, it, it's because instead of, instead of true and false for whether the screen is down, they're using I and A bars. <laughs> <laughs> using I and A bars to represent true and false, and... Causing problems. <laughs> um, I have uh, <clears throat> my own kind of interesting. Well, I've, I have a couple interesting stories. Um, one is tech related. One is just just wow, that's interesting. Um, so so the tech related one. So uh, I lost my wallet yesterday, uh, which is unfortunate. Although I was actually realizing, like, this is. As, as, when I first went, realized I lost my wallet, oh my god, I lost my wallet. This is the end of the entire world. And then afterwards, I gradually realized, realized, you know, everything in my wallet can be replaced. This is not, this is an inconvenience, not a tragedy. I have more things in my wallet than you do. The only thing that's annoying to do, the, the, the only thing that's annoying is my driver's license, which, like, I have to have them mail that to me. And they give you, like, a temporary thing that you can use until they give you the mailed one and you can print out, like, a receipt. Um, yeah. Which is, so that's a little bit inconvenient. And I lost my debit card, and so the bank is mailing me a new one. Uh, yeah. But it's like, nothing nothing in my wallet is like, my life cannot go on without this and I can't get a new one. You didn't have your, like, dorm keys in your wallet? Um, I, ha I did have my key card in my wallet, but I, I uh, got a temporary key card for is your, um, door, is your dorm room controlled by a key card no my dorm room isn't but getting into the building is yeah where, where did you keep your actual keys i just keep them in my pocket oh <laughs> i would lose them so fast if i just kept them in my pocket loose so, so i have a, a key ring that has like a, a solid stainless steel star on it that's like oh yeah maybe i remember that one and a half inches diameter 
So it's like it's you can always feel whether you have it because it has a significant weight. Yeah. yeah, those are the big thing to lose because the rekeying fee is always always super expensive. Yeah, the rekeying fee is, is ridiculous. Um, the fee for getting a new key card is twenty dollars, which is okay. Yeah, it's like what I figure out if you add up the total cost of everything I've lost, it's like all right, I've lost half of my emergency fund. Okay, talking talking bad. about your, uh, the, your uh... the this wasn't what I was trying to talk about though. What, <laughs> yeah. I said, what I was trying to talk about. So I was calling my bank to have them send me a new debit card, and at the end, the 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 the, the person just says, um, because <clears throat> when you call, you have to like give them all your information, your account number, your all all of that stuff. Um, at the end, they said, uh. There's a there's a new thing we're starting now, and you can enroll in. You want would you, would, uh, TD Bank Voice Print. Ooh. So the idea, the basic idea of it is they're recording your call the entire time, and if you tell them to, then they'll put that into like a neural network, and then the next time you call, uh, <clears throat> you can just give them your name, and then they can they can use your like the formats of your voice as um the as, as authentication. As the only authentication, or I don't know because I haven't used this yet. Yeah, that's interesting. That might make it harder for social engineering people. Um, because uh, one of the major ways hacking happens now, yeah, is is social engineering essentially calling a company and being like, "I don't have that information." Right. Yeah. Um, until you get the information, essentially. Um, but. If you voice print them and they don't match their voice print, then then obviously like you can th- there's ways to like you can still try to convince someone, but if they implement it right, if you're if you're talking to a teller and you don't match the voice print, that teller should be able to hear the original conversation. Right. Um, and then like they can be like, you don't sound anything like the person who called us before, and like. That can be a huge red flag and stop them from giving out data to people who shouldn't have the data. The issue is, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that this is an additional thing. I think it's either or. You can use the old way too. Um, yeah. <clears throat> because the the other thing, the way the the way the person on the phone phrased it is, you're, right now you called from like by pressing the button on the mobile app, which just puts in your information automatically. But uh, this will make it much easier uh, if you ever don't have access to your account or whatever. If you ever get locked out of your account, for example. Um, yeah. And I'm concerned my, about... My concern, so what, so what, what, is this in, what exactly is this instead of? I'm concerned about how secure... I guess they probably have tested. I mean, they're not dumb. They're a bank. They, their number one priority is security. But like, and, and, and I actually did say yes to this because... Um, <clears throat> should have asked more questions. The person I was talking to very clearly didn't do, doesn't know the details of it. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right that I should have asked more questions. I was in a hurry when I was doing this, but yeah. um, no, you shouldn't have asked more questions. You should have. You you shouldn't stay on lot on the phone with a customer service representative a second after you need to, yeah. to be on the phone with a customer <laughs> service representative. That, that was kind of my logic, but <laughs> <Yeah>. um. <clears throat> I also figure I can do my own research into this, and um, they specifically said you can unenroll from this whenever you want. Um, but but like, 
here is my my issue. So Touch ID, I think I read somewhere Touch ID is is like one in five thousand. Yeah, Touch ID is one in five thousand. That 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 you'll get a false false positive match. Uh, Face ID is one in a million by Apple's claims. What what is this? What is the what are the odds of this voice print thing giving a false positive? I have no idea. My guess is that the voice print thing is going to be from because it's a bank. Yeah. My guess is the voice print thing is way biased to giving um false to giving to giving um false negatives because whenever you do any of these like test comparison things where you're comparing like a biometric or something it gives you, you a percent so basically like in not obviously it's not completely you have a sliding scale where you have some sort of graph which is increased um increased false positive which has like 100 obviously 100 percent if you if you do a biometric and you let 100 percent of people through then 100 percent of things are false positives and if you let if you don't let anyone through then 100 percent of things are false negatives right and you have to be somewhere along that 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 graph and because it's a bank, I assume they're way down towards the false negative side of that graph. That's that's probably true. Um, because you can't, and that's why you probably still can. You can still log in with your other information. Um, I would like them to, though, if someone got a got a negative on that, to to be able to play the customer service representative, the original person talking, so that they could actually judge the difference between the two people talking themselves. I hesitate to say that because it's pretty easy to fool humans with, like, voice impressions. Yes, but my thought is actually not that it's, not that that's the problem, but my thought is actually that it's pretty hard that that most people who are trying to do this hacking thing aren't necessarily going to be hacking someone who they can who who they know what they sound like yeah at all or like that's a good point yeah so do you want to tell your other story or do you want me to whine about pipe Python compilers for a bit. I'm going to tell my other story because I don't think it's gonna. We're gonna have a lot to talk about with it. Okay. Um, and then you can run about Python compilers. This isn't really tech related per se, but it's it's definitely interesting. So guess what the leading cause of liver failure is in the United States? Um, I'm gonna guess drinking. Nope. There's a lot of people who drink in the United States. Nope. Tylenol overdose. Oh yes, yes, because Tylenol is. A lot of those drugs that you get over the counter are super dangerous to overdose on. Yeah, it's super dangerous to overdose on. And the, the other thing... I was just plugging in my computer. I should have done that before. But um, <clears throat> the other thing about Tylenol is if Tylenol were like just being invented now, it would almost certainly not get approved by the FDA for over-the-counter use. And the reason why is that um, the... Uh, the therapeutic dosage is way too close to the level at where it becomes toxic. Yeah. So it ends up be, so the the FDA rec like the the recommended dose is up to four thousand milligrams in twenty four hours. Yeah. Uh, and the the <clears throat> dose where it will almost certainly cause serious liver damage, possibly liver failure, is about seven thousand milligrams in twenty four hours. Yeah. So it's like it's like 
less than double the recommended dose is you're dead. <laughs> yeah. A similar thing is true of I of uh, of Advil, which I think is which is the other main painkiller though. Yeah. So like it doesn't it, you're not... <laughs> it, it, it you have to take way more Advil to have that happen though. Yeah, but People still get real close. <laughs> yeah, people do because they take too much because they don't care how much they're supposed to take. Um, they, they just stay under the, the like, death limit. Yeah. Um, but it's it's uh, over 50% of yeah. liver failures in the United States are caused by people right. overdosing on Tylenol. Yeah. Why does no one know about this? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. PSA for all the zero, lic- zero people listening. <laughs> Over-the-counter painkillers, not addictive, Dangerous. which is super good, but eat, do not take more than the recommended dose. You will die literally. Yeah, bad. Um, <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to say. The ultimate team for Advil would always have just, would always call almost like, like a third of the team took an absurd amount of Advil. And I was always worried at the tournaments that someone was going to OD themselves on Advil. And I'm like, watch out, don't take too much. What, what was this? This was the ultimate team at the high oh, school. Right. Oh, a lot okay. of a lot of sports players will take a ton of Advil. And I, I bet that this is where it's That's going, where, where it's happening, is sports players taking Tylenol like they do Advil, um, which is just like painkiller to like, so that they can continue playing, even right. though they probably shouldn't be. But, like, they have a tournament that they want to play it through it. Um, That's such a bad... That's so awful. Yeah. Um, but, like, on the other hand, like, some of them would just... They just have, like, medical conditions, like shin splits and stuff. And, like, to play... To do athletic activity, they take Advil. That's how it works. Um, and, like, no one ever... I don't think anyone ever actually got close to the... Um, to the death dose but like but it's like because that, and that, that's because the, the the death dose for ibuprofen is like four times the recommended dose yeah but for tylenol it's less than twice the recommended dose yeah um, do not do not Don't... take more than prescribed yeah tylenol scary <laughs> <laughs> i think the fda should just mandate that anyone who sells tylenol should just put like should put that death dose on there, and it should just be just just have like a picture of a dead person. And yeah, yeah, and, and it's like it's like Tylenol. Very... Need, it needs to have like way, way, way stricter warnings on it. Yeah, like all all the drugs that have like black box labels, like "grr, this is scary and dangerous." It's like Tylenol needs to have all of those. I think it def. I I I do think it's worth having it over the counter because painkillers. In general, you don't want to have to get prescription right, for, right. Um, and because it's not going to be addictive or anything. And it, it's yeah. super nice to have Tylenol if you have some like like when I had mono or like if you have some thing yeah. that's pain that's nothing you can do about because it doesn't interact with with Advil. Yeah. So you can stagger them. Yeah, and the, it's super nice to have both. And I think uh, Tylenol is also better at suppressing. Um, cold to suppressing your like over temperatures and stuff so like i think it's a good drug to have but i think there definitely needs to be more warnings yeah Uh, is this political 
I don't think it's political because I th- I don't like who is the person saying no. Tylenol doesn't need more warnings. Yeah. Um. I don't I don't think this is political because I don't think anyone really disagrees. I think it's just something nobody knows about. Maybe. Yeah. So I, I don't really think it's that there's political more... in a sense because we're telling it's political in a sense because we want the FDA to do something. Yeah, but like we are we are uh, prescribing policies, but it's not the bad kind of political. Does that mean I could theoretically talk about uh, uh, voting systems? I think because... we can talk about voting systems carefully. Yeah. Didn't we start trying to talk about voting systems, but we we had we kind of had to stop because we started talking about government issued IDs. Yeah, well, we we're talking about government issued IDs for some other reason, and I was yeah no at some point we on this podcast we can't really talk about government issued IDs that much, other than saying that it's a complicated issue. We can't state an opinion on them. I think we already yeah. did, but we get like we we, we can't we talk already, about it. We, We've reached a limit for how much we can talk about it in this episode. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that we need to completely avoid politics, but in general, just this is not a political podcast. At some, at some point, I will will get will, should give my I guess um, my rank choice is a tech issue. Maybe I'll give that later in the podcast. Coming up on this podcast that nobody listened to. I'm going to give my rant. Right. Um, Here, but first, but first I'm so, going to whine about Python compilers. The, the last note I have on politics? Yeah. Here, here is essentially <clears throat> my opinion on, like, what is the threshold for where the show is too political. Um, this, the stuff we were, talk, we're talking about mostly is pretty general interest. Well, the, actually, super specific. So, so it's not, but no I mean, like, <laughs> right, but, but like, is, is interesting to, it, like, this stuff would be interesting to most tech nerds. Yeah. Um, I know we don't have any listeners, but, but like, my view is if somebody who would otherwise be the intended audience for this show, but, so, well, the, the other thing is that, like, you and I both have what are generally considered to be very radical political views. Yeah. If somebody uh, who would otherwise be the intended audience for this show feels somewhat alienated uh, because of the political opinions we express, then we're being too political. Yeah. I, I, and I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and, it, and, it's, and it's not about, like, uh, polit- you have to, you, it's terrible if you say anything that upsets anyone. It's about, like, that's not what, that's not what we're here to do right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so before I give my um, my single transferable vote rant, All right. um, let me whine about Python compilers to you. Yes, please whine about have, Python compilers to me. Because I believe now I have used every Python. I have attempted to use every Python compiler that exists, and none of them freaking work. Oh no! No, none of them. I tried all of them, um, and so. So I tried PyQt. It, 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 there is a like Py installer. It's a there is a compiler there that's supposed to work. Um, it runs and makes a build, and then that build just doesn't run at all. Um, at least I think PyQt is in um, is an active open source thing, so maybe it will work eventually. But it doesn't work for me right now. Also, I think that it might not just be the Py compiler's fault because other people seem to be able to use the Python compilers online fine. Might be my fault for using some sort of weird APIs or something. Although I don't use that many weird APIs. Maybe I've used Python too much and it doesn't like. Um, 
But the way I will say that a lot of the ways you're doing things in this program are radically different than the than the normal way. <laughs> well, they're the Python way. I'm not doing things the C way. I'm doing things the Python way. Yeah, but I don't think the Python way Ray is like. <laughs> my user interface never changes at all. I should totally like procedurally build it every time from a list of functions and names. Yeah, I think it works fine though. Yeah, it it does work fine. Uh but that's not the normal way of doing it and it would I wouldn't surprise me if uh especially open source things it's like <clears throat> the 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 main uh debugging that gets done on them is people trying to use them and encountering bugs. You're doing so many things in 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 weird ways. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me if uh you're you're ending up finding uh cases that haven't had a lot of testing done. Yeah. Um so I have decided that I my next test I'm going to need your help with it. Cython seems to be able to work on it. So I have Cythonized the thing, which is um, compiling it to C. Um, and I'm going to need your help to see if I can compile the C into an app. All right. I can see what I can do about that. Um, the, the, the simplest thing I can think of, um, <clears throat> which I, I would be totally willing to help you with, is um, <laughs> uh, compile your entire app to uh to to like a dot so or to like a bunch of dot so's and yeah, then so compile the entire app to a shared library yeah and, and then, then you just write it. one thing you, you just write a c program that <laughs> uh and basically has one line of code that's just called the main function in this library yeah um yeah that's the next goal i guess um I'll have you help me with that off air, though, because yeah. we're not going to do coding work on air. No, that we're not quite that. We're not quite that far. Yeah, though. No. Um, I think that would work, though. Yeah. So you're gonna have to help me with that. One thing that's maybe worth noting, tonight. by the way, maybe not tonight. Yeah. One thing that's worth noting, by the way, though. Um, did you try opening a question on Stack Overflow about this? Um, I think. Uh, I didn't open my own question, but a couple of other people had opened the question and then just been shut down as cannot replicate error um, hmm. for for um, Pi to app. Although I don't you've know got, if you've gotten Pi to app works to work before, right? Yeah. So I feel like um, what you what you'd almost need to do <clears throat> is just like which you don't which you don't want to do because in a way it's like the only way to get help with this because it's such an edge case is upload your entire source code and you don't want to do that. Yeah. No. Um, I actually, I actually did file. I I I think I figured out. I I, I uploaded a general. I pushed a general complaint to Pi to app. Um, to like the open source library, but that hasn't been updated in two years, so I don't doubt it will be updated anytime soon. Um, but if we can do this, then um, if I figure out how to do this, then I might just I might just do this. And then figure out how to write a script that does this for me, and then I'll open source that script for people and be like, "You could do whatever you're doing, or you could do this." <laughs> and I, and I, I bet that Cython. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if Cython's compilation is more optimized yeah. than. Yeah. Um, that's something. Part of something the... I think we should do, though. By the way. Yeah. Is if this doesn't work on the first try, and uh, 
after this, we'll move on because I'm going down the rabbit hole trying to do this now. But is um, run it on like a simple program that has like one source file. Yeah. Yeah. And if it works, uh, then move on, move up. Yeah. Yeah. True. Okay, so we're moving right. on. From so that we're now. moving on from that. Um, do you want to do your rant about single transferable vote? Do you have anything else to say before my rant? Ah, uh, nothing really comes to mind, and if I think of anything, I can always say it after. Yeah. Okay. So single transferable vote um, is is the future. Um, in the past, but and yes. but, 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 but by, by the future, you mean what you want to happen. <laughs> no, 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 it's the future. It's it's going to happen eventually. Um, it's right. called ranked choice voting in Maine. It's it, it's going to happen eventually or a democracy is going to fall apart, frankly. Um, um, and also, I have yet to explain what single transferable vote is. Yep. And th- this is how I judge if something is the future. If I explain what it is, does anybody tell me, no, that's not a good idea? And I have yet to have someone tell me that it's not a good idea. All right. Have you talked um, to Have you talked to any like very conservative people about this? Yeah, it's All not. Right. It's not. It's not a partisan thing. It's the, actually it's a strictly nonpartisan thing because, like, obviously from a power structure's perspective, um, it hurts both of the major parties because it gives power to third parties. Um, huh. Which is interesting. So let me explain so what it is. So first. it's something that will be liked by all of the people except the people who are in power. Yep. Which is why. <laughs> so it so, will the, take so a that's while. yeah. Maine passed it, so right. um, they called it ranked choice voting because single transferable vote abbreviates to STV, which is not great. Um, and because single transferable vote is super nerdy. Um, right. Ranked choice voting, the reason why I'm calling it, I'm going to continue calling it single transferable vote, though, is there are other ways to do ranked choice voting, um, and none of them will work perfectly. All right. Um, I keep interrupting you. I'm going to let you talk about things. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to first explain what it is. So single transferable vote is a very simple system for ranked choice voting. It is you, you when you go into ballot, instead of checking off the one person and only being able to, to, to vote for one person and that if that person loses, your vote is gone, you rank the people and you have... Now you now you have a vote in the race until the end or until you stop ranking. Um, so you 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 rank everyone and your vote goes to the person who you fo- first voted who, who who's first and your entire vote goes to that person. Um, and then if uh, and then who, whichever candidate gets the least first place votes gets eliminated. And then so this is a computer science tech podcast people know how to how to um just call that function again um where you keep doing that until there's um only one candidate left and um and if you if your vote your vote just keeps going to the next person that you voted on your list and if you if everyone on your list everyone you ranked is out you get rid uh your vote no longer counts for anything now um there I, so I think Australia. Kind of like, 
So it's kind of like instant runoff voting? It is instant runoff voting. Instant runoff voting is another name for it. Okay. Um, and it's the instant runoff is essentially instead of run, doing like a runoff election, it's um you do it's kind of like a run, think of a runoff if you want to think of it like that you could think of like a runoff election but instead of a a runoff instead of like just having one runoff election between the top candidates you essentially get a runoff where you eliminate the bottom candidate every single time All right. um and so so i think australia decided Australia, I believe, has implemented this. I may be wrong about the country, but one country implemented this, and they made it mandatory to rank all the candidates, which is the only complaint I have ever heard about the system, that people don't want to have to rank all the candidates because they never want their vote to go to certain candidates, right? Right. Uh, Which is a dumb complaint, because obviously you could could do that. That's fine. Um... Um, it, it, it's a, the fact that you can, you you would have to rank all the candidates is not something that you should implement into the system. Yeah. Um, so so why 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 not just keep doing what we're doing? Well, what we're doing is complete. It creates the two party system in a lot of ways. Um, and and I mean I could list the problems with the two party system, but you know them, and I'm not going to get into them because I believe you know them. Um, I, I know off, them. I know them probably from the same CGP Grey video that you found them out from. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I think that I, I'm not just saying like obviously the two party system blocks out third views that don't go with them, and also creates polarization and the country that we live in today that nobody likes. Um, yeah. And so, so first off, it allows a third-party candidate to run. The, the single transferable vote will allow a third-party candidate to run without being a vote splitter. Um, vote splitting is something that uh, is a con- is the idea of if you run, if you if you basically agree with me and we both run for president. And then someone else completely disagrees with both of us and runs for president. And 40% of the country agrees with him and 60% of the country agrees with us. But 20% of the country likes you more than me. In um, the system we have now, then um, then the other person ends up winning the vote because we split the vote half and half or something or like, 25, 35, however you want to split the vote, as long as we have less vote individually than him, even though the majority of the country wanted us to win. Um, right. the, the majority, so it's if in, a, in the runoff, in the instant runoff for the single transferable vote system, all of the voters for us, or the most of the voters for us, would have ranked the other person as a second choice. And so then. The, whoever got less votes from that original round, all of their, their votes then go to the other person, and then the person that most of the country wants to win, wins. Um, Using a lot of pronouns makes that a little, a little vague, but I, 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 a little confusing, but I, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, there's not a good way to this remove is what happened. pronouns. So I, I, I think that a good way of saying it is this is what happened in Bush versus Gore. No. Oh, um... That is yeah, what happened bit. in Bush versus Gore. <laughs> yeah, well, Bush versus Gore also had a the issue with, like, the... 
with the um, Electoral College, which is not an issue I want to get into at all. Right, but it, like, uh, <clears throat> like but, regardless of, of uh, who you think should have won that election, it would have been much more clear-cut if there hadn't been a third party running. Yeah, um, and this, this happened in the last election, too. Um, uh, the, actually, it happened a lot in the last election. The Libertarian Party, um, Johnson, got like 10% of the vote. Um, right. And based on polls, that would have gone to Hillary, but didn't, um, which would have changed the tide of the election. Um, but polls can be wrong. I'm not going to argue that here. Um, uh, but um, it, another scenario, it, it, it like it, I will say, it, like happened. regardless of the political thing, it is interesting to note though that like while in most years it probably wouldn't change the result of the election, like this year it would have probably. Yes. It probably would have. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the the other thing it does is allow third party candidates to run without um without without like worrying about because a lot of years the other thing that happens is third party candidates drop out in order to let the vote be between the major contenders right um right because they because they don't want to vote split the person they're similar to um and this allows them to not have to worry about that that makes sense um and so the so voters don't have to worry about vote splitting. Candidates don't have to worry about vote splitting. Yeah. Um, another scenario, actually, which I learned about, which is a, an interesting scenario, is um, a recent Boston mayoral race um, where this would have changed the out may have changed the outcome. What happened is the way the mayoral race works in Boston is you have. Um, you have like a bunch of candidates run and then there's a runoff between the two leading candidates. Um, and so what happened is there was like nine minority candidates, um, meaning I think African American mostly, I think some of them might've been Asian and then two white candidates. Um, and the... Minority candidates ended up splitting between them like 80% of the vote. But because there was less white candidates, I mean, obviously people don't vote along racial lines all the time and stuff, right? Like, um, uh, like you can vote for whoever you want. And obviously votes are not usually, hopefully, hopefully not completely about race, but sometimes race does play into it. Um, the two white candidates ended up being the two in the runoff because they got the most of the votes because they, they their section was less fragmented um, and instant runoff would have fixed that too. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. And so then um, the other thing that single transferable vote does, which is something that I didn't really think of, but like makes sense after you hear it, is it's going to reduce drastically the negativity in... Um, political ads and political political discussion because because you don't only want to be a person's first choice you want also to be a person's second choice and so what that so you're not going to be if you run constant attack ads on a candidate everyone who supports that candidate is not going to like not, you 
is not going to like you and is going to um, is going to to put you really low on their list. Um, and so it encourages that's um, it encourages people also and also obviously polarization and party play is a lot harder um, if you have more than two parties. Um, it still happens, but polarization and following the hard party line um, and stuff like that and like becoming on a team instead of like being on a team and being like trying to like fix America is very much um, a, a part of the two party system. And so right. that goes away. That should also decrease polarization. So the, rant over. The, uh, one thing I'll say, which is honestly the <clears throat> probably the biggest reason why uh, I don't think that this is going to happen is it would require a constitutional amendment, which means oh. that, like, two-thirds of states need to agree on it, and, like, two-thirds of states can't agree that there should be oxygen. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think so, um, for multiple reasons. First off, maybe for the presidential race, um, it can't happen, but it doesn't require the constitutional amendment to do a couple it doesn't require a constitution. Obviously, you can't change the you can't change the um, the electoral college. But the electoral college is a different thing. You can change who you send to the electoral college as a state. I think. Um, right. So yeah, you, you could can. have you could have your your state individually vote first past the post uh, vote single transferable for that. Although there's Although they, I, I don't think that a lot of states a lot of states would avoid doing that because and like for example I said Maine has instituted it they've instituted it for all elections except for the presidential hmm. um, and my guess as to why is because it does encourage third party candidates but with the electoral college system third party candidate if your state votes for a third party candidate your state has thrown away its votes right um. And so it's a little bit of a – so dealing with the electoral college system and trying to fix that is, I agree, very hard. But states can adopt it for everything besides the presidential race. And then um, if a lot of states do that, maybe, maybe, maybe people will be amenable to looking into possibly doing this at a presidential election. Yeah, if a lot of – well, I, I think that if once almost all the states have it implemented – it's like, why aren't we doing this for our most important election? What is, what are we crazy? What are you crazy people? Because oh, I think, because also what, once, once all the states have it implemented, then F, you, there's like a cost to implementing it. First, there's an economic cost. It's not that large, but obviously you have to be using computerized voting to do it right because yeah. we should be using computerized voting anyway because the counting for that is... Not you, need, you need the computers to run the, the simulation numbers thing. anyway. Yeah. Um, um, actually, talking about using computers to run vote numbers and stuff. Um, I love the first computers were tabulation machines for the U.S. Census. Guess how long it took them to tabulate the U.S. Census before they said, nope, we got to start using, before they were like, yeah, now we have to really, we have to figure out a way to do this with computing devices that are enhanced. How long did it take? Seven years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
That's kind of hilarious. Yeah. And obviously it was it was in a time when computing advices didn't exist. So it's not like, oh, I have a computer. Let's not use that. Let's do it by hand. It's like, we need to invent computer now. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is this is this is not this is not working. This is a problem. The next one might be the next one might be over over ten over ten years, and Which then means that it's time for the next census. <laughs> yeah. Um, if any of our zero viewers are international, the U.S. census the population every ten years. Um, I think most people <laughs> in other countries who speak English know what the U.S. census is. Maybe. I, don't know. I, might I feel be like that's, just that's a weird thing to know. But... I, I, I don't see like any reason why it would be I feel like census is just a word that's in popular vocabulary. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, the point I was making is that we do it every 10 years, and that's right. why 10 yeah. years is a big deal. Um, we have zero listeners in other countries because we have zero listeners. So Yeah. Um, I did upload the podcast where we asked that. Yeah. Um, I always check at the beginning to make sure that no one's written in, but... No, still no one has written in. Mm. Um, just to make sure we don't make zero listeners jokes that there is a listener, because that would be... Um, well, you know, someday there might be listeners. Yeah, someday there might be listeners. And, like, that's fine, because they, they know they're back listening at that point, and they're like... And, and so they're like, I'm listening to when they didn't have any fans, but... Um, right now there's no listeners, but like if someone's listening regularly and we're still joking that we know what listens, that's not great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, if you ever find anyone who disagrees with, uh, with, um, single transferable vote, if you're ever talking to someone, I would like to meet them and hear what they have to say. I will let you know. <laughs> because I have, I have honestly... Never met someone who, after having single transferable vote explained to them, has disagreed with it. I don't know um, anyone who's likely to disagree. Yeah. That has to do with hanging out in nerd circles, though, I think. I think yeah. single transferable vote and voting stuff is a nerdy thing. And then there's, the, like, four people who disagree because they're like, single transferable's not good enough, we should do Condorce, which is like, yes, but no, that still doesn't work. All the time. <laughs> um, Condorcet Condor voting. Condorcet voting is um, you take the rankings um, that everyone did, and you compare and you compare every candidate to every other candidate. Um, like, like you figure you do basically you use the rankings to create a vote between every set of two candidates, and then you look for the candidate that. And then it, it's a, and then the winner is the person who beat all the other candidates um, in one-on-one -on -one elections. And so what that means is that someone else running can never interfere with the um, proceeding of the, the vote of the election, right? Right. Because yeah. Um, but what it all the problem with Condorcet voting, which is why I say it doesn't actually work is that there is a possibility, a very real possibility, that it returns three three or more winners um, and just doesn't have anything to say on them, which is um, which if is person A beats person B, person B beats person C, but person C beats person A. Right, because it's... Because <laughs> it's, it's non-transitive. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, that and is a problem. 
like some people who are fans of Condorce will say, so use Condorce and then like use first single transferable or something for those three candidates. But no. honestly, no, no, you can't, you can't make the voting process has to be somewhat understandable to people and yeah. ranking the people that way makes sense. Uh, ranking the people in single transferable makes sense. You can explain to someone there. There are people who will. There are people who will never take the time to understand Condorcet. I would say a, possibly most people. <laughs> yes, most people. Um, I guess that concludes my voting thing. There's also parliamentary stuff, but those. Those are those are their own thing. They don't happen in America, and they're never going to happen. In yeah, um, they involve voting for a party instead of voting for a person, um, which isn't a bad idea, but the never going to happen in America. Yeah, never. Um, oh, I do have one one thing that's worth talking about, actually. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, um, I believe a couple of weeks ago when we were first talking about the iPhone X. XX Hardcore Gamer XX. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I we 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 talked a bit about how it's an all glass body, mm-hmm. and how Apple has been making their glass more durable. And mm-hmm. have they done enough? Um, so uh, Square Trade, which uh, if you don't know is is a, a company um, <clears throat> which. Uh, uh, it does insurance on um, just various things, including phone screens. Or sorry, sorry, various things, including uh, phones. Um, and uh, apparently, according to them, they've done some some re- they've done some some testing with the iPhone because I mean they're going to be insuring it. They want to figure out how how breakable it is. Uh, apparently, it is the most breakable iPhone ever. That's not good. And from three feet, which is the height of a pocket, falling and, and hitting a hard surface, it would sometimes break, not always, fall, uh, but but like 50% of the time it would shatter. Falling from six feet off the ground, every single time, regardless of how it hit the ground, both sides shatter. That's uh, not good. And a couple times they actually had like like significant like green glitches where like now the screen doesn't look right anymore uh i can send you a uh uh drop damage is not is no drop drop damage is not covered under apple care i assume that's where you were going yeah drop cover drop damage is not covered under apple care that's going to be not great there is actually so apple care plus actually um does sort of cover uh, <clears throat> so the, Apple Care Apple Care Plus, which is what what happens you get on the phones, does cover drop damage, where you get your phone replaced um for uh thirty dollars instead of yeah like you you, you yeah you get you get you get the screen replaced for thirty dollars instead of whatever two hundred fifty dollars I think it's two hundred fifty dollars um but uh. When you include the fact that Apple Care Plus costs two hundred dollars, it's not really that much of a savings. Yeah. So it's it's sort of covered, but you do still have to pay thirty dollars. Yeah, not great. It's not good for Apple. Yeah, and I'm kind Although of. I, I'm kind I of glad think, I don't have this. Yeah, 
I do think there will be less stories about it breaking. I think that people are see- seeing that they have now bought a phone that is more than $1,000 and maybe you get more. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, and so this might actually not generate the press that it should actually generate. Um, is it more breakable than the iPhone 4, though? Uh I don't think in the in the statement made by Square Trade they explicitly compared it to the iPhone four, um, but uh, they did. They say uh, the iPhone X most breakable iPhone ever is is a direct quote. Yeah, so they they're um, but their their water tests uh, are more promising though. Really? Um, they left it under twenty feet of water for thirty five minutes and it was fine. That's good. That's very good. Completely no case or anything? Yeah, no case or anything. That is very so, so that so that's very good. So that's it's like the, and Apple's still there, saying there, there's a happy story is. that they can em, that they can emphasize. Apple uh, water damage still isn't covered under Apple Care. Yeah. Well, obviously, but this phone is this phone is water resistant. Yeah. Um, so that that, that I gener- I tend to think that if Apple tells us that a phone is waterproof, uh, that phone will be waterproof, and I'm I'm waiting for them to tell us. Yeah, one day they will but, say that, and it will be like you could, we could put it under a hundred feet of water, and it'll be fine. The reason I ask about the iPhone four is that the iPhone four is the other glass front, glass back, right? Um, phone. But the thing yeah, about the iPhone that... four though is that it still had the metal surround. That's true. This is all glass, which means even if it falls on this on, on like a on like an edge and then tips, it still yeah shatters. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a problem. It is. I do think I I would guess though that more people deal with water damage, or more people end up exposing their phone to water than dropping. Although I guess dropping happened too. Dropping can happen. I think the the real reason why this isn't an issue is that most people have a screen protector in the case. Yeah. For all the zero people who are listening, if you have an iPhone X, ten hardcore and uh, <clears throat> it's not so hardcore in the dropping category. Yeah. So if you're <laughs> using it right now without a case, you might want to consider a case. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to call um, it there? We've been going for an hour and a half. Yeah. It's a little short, but I don't got it. Wait, actually, you have, I don't have anything else to say. So I have, I have, I have another thing I can tell you. All right. Um, which is, um, I'm starting my final project for my CS, um, one twenty six class, which is an Android app, which I'm hoping to build into a shippable product. That's um, cool. Not part of the requirements, but like we're gonna start by doing the requirements and go from there. Um, do you have uh, an idea of, of what you're gonna do? Yeah. So what I'm what I'm gonna do, what I'm building is an app that allows you to connect with friends with a group of friends um, before you're going out to a party um, via Bluetooth, um, and then. Um, it will, hopefully, I can get it to run in the background. Oh, is this the thing you, you talked about doing? Or... Yes. Okay. Yeah, I... It, hopefully I can get it to run in the background so that if any of your friends disconnect, it will just, it will send everyone who's still connected a notification that one of their friends is gone, missing, or whatever. Um, and so then people, their friends can, like, go look for them, um, and... I'm hoping to also grab their location so that when their friends go, you know, look for them and stuff, they can uh, use the location to track them down. That's smart. Um, 
Yeah. So that you can basically so that you, people can go to parties and like split up but stay um like watching each other's backs virtually. Um this is a and, this is this I can see a lot of reasons why this is a good thing to have. Yeah. Um yeah, they're like the, the the one the one that I of course of course this is what I immediately think of is when we bring a bunch of people to sick lags and need to find them. Yeah. But um, there are obviously much more important uses of this. Yeah, and and bringing people to Six Flags is a horrible use for this because, as we both know, bringing your phone into Six Flags is not is not is not the way to do Six Flags the correct way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, we're both a little bit crazy about amusement parks. I think we said I think this we on mentioned the past this podcast, before. But... We talked about winning Six Flags. Yeah, um, but like, and we have we have rules and stuff. But like, obviously, like especially if you're like, that's actually something that. One of the kids I sit next to in class was like, it could be used for, which is um, if you have, if you're like a parent and you're taking your kids to like Disney World, you could set this up on your phone and all of their phones. And then if any of your kids run too far away from you, you know immediately. Yeah. Um, um, and then like, if you're like going to a parade with a group of friends or like just maybe even just moving around a super crowded city. Um, and you don't want anyone to get lost. Um, and it's possible. I, the other thing I'm going to try to do is find a way, if I try to upload it to the Google Play Store, is to target phones with Bluetooth 4, because I don't want people to 3 and below using the app. Battery, um, nom, nom, nom. Bat- well, battery, nom, 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 but also <laughs> just like your connection, just going to where you're fret. Like, yeah. that Bluetooth connection is not good enough for it to just not drop out constantly. Yeah, that's, that's um, true. So, yeah. So that's a project I'll keep you updated on. All right. Podcast updated on as it goes through the build process. Now I think we can end the show. Okay. Okay, so for all our zero listeners, um, you can email us at nerdfighterit.g. Nerdfighterit at gmail.com. gmail.com. You can find um, us at nerdfighterit.wordpress.com. Uh, yeah, there's, I, there's not all that much there, but we have show notes. Yeah. Um, if you use a real podcasting app like Overcast, the show notes should appear in the app. Um, they appear in in the iTunes podcast too. They just have a few glitches sometimes. Yeah. Um, in Overcast. Yeah, you just have to click the I to get the show notes. Overcast is a better podcasting app than the one you're using. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not, not going to say that. Overcast is better than iTunes um, and has more features than iTunes. Um, and it's free, so you can download it if you want. Um, but, yeah. Um. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.